I grew up in a town of 4,000 people. In my mind, it was idyllic. It's situated on a bay, so it's the perfect little beach town. When the weather turned warm, people would flock to us for a taste of that small town life. I always loved when the cottagers and campers would start showing up. It was a sign that summer had officially begun. And my friends and I would set up shop at the beach to keep watch for all the new cute boys arriving on the daily. We had full reign of the town. It felt safe because you almost always ran into someone you knew, no matter where you were. We'd leave after breakfast and return just in time for dinner. When we were asked what we did all day, the answer was always the same. Not much. We were mostly good, but we also got up to no good. We knew all of the shop owners and city officials and usually got off with a lot of warnings followed by, tell your dad I say hi. To this day, my siblings and I still use Mr. and Mrs. when referring to the adult neighbors, teachers, and townspeople from that part of our lives. Without fail, it's Mr. Ormsby and Mrs. Akers, just like we're 13 again. When my mom died and we were packing up her house, it occurred to me that I also had to say goodbye to my hometown. I was devastated twice over. It felt like another great loss and my last drive up the hill and out of town was heavy with pain and heartache. I didn't know which tears were for my mom and which tears were for my childhood. You can take the girl out of the small town, but you can't take the small town out of the girl. I'm Jenny B and this is It Actually. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat, cause this is it. I have lived in the city for over 25 years, which is longer than I lived in my hometown, but without a doubt, I am 100% a small town girl. Growing up in a small town was a dream. Everyone knew everyone, and although there were rich middle class and poor families, there was also a mostly level playing field. After all, we had one giant thing in common. We all lived in Meaford. In school, the popular kids who sat in the front foyer also talked to the kids at the back in the forbidden smoking section. And that's not to say that everyone was treated fairly or looked at as an equal, that was definitely not the case, but knowing everyone in the school was a pretty nice side effect of growing up in a small place. And for me, being the youngest of five who had already established a presence, I was mostly set up for success. When I walked into my first day of high school, I was so nervous and felt so small. But as I crossed the threshold through the second set of doors, I heard, Hey, little Bezzy, coming from a group of grade 12s standing outside the gym. My friends looked at me half stunned and half impressed, and I was able to let out a small sigh of relief. Now, to be fair, the exact opposite feelings arose when I got to my first ever high school homeroom and the teacher began taking attendance. Well, well, another Besworth. Let's see if you can follow in the footsteps of your brothers and sister. There's definitely pros and cons to going to school in a small town. When I got into grade 10, my brother was offered a teaching job at the school. We're pretty close, so it was exciting and fun to think I'd finally be able to go to school with one of my older siblings. That same year, we had a new beautiful teacher show up to teach gym and math, and the truth is, she and my brother were kind of inevitable. Both young and fresh to teaching, living in a small town, one very established and the other brand new. They became the focus of all the students' love and affection. Now, imagine a dorky 15-year-old who just wants to fit in enough without standing out too much, having to be attached by proxy to that situation. All of a sudden, I had requests for hangouts at my house from kids I'd never spent time with before, just so they could be near the small-town celebrity couple. It took me a while to become okay with the extra bout of attention. But once I settled into the circumstances, it was actually pretty nice being a part of something so special for a time. 
I look back on it with a lot of fondness. There wasn't a ton to do in our small town, but it didn't really matter. As kids, we'd bike to the beach, the creek, the park, the Dairy Queen. As we got older, we'd drive to the beach, the park, the bush parties, and eventually to the neighboring towns. That's when it felt like we hit the jackpot. The Thornberry and Collingwood kids were so cool. I suspect it had something to do with their town's proximity to the ski hill, but whatever it was, once we tasted the freedom of going from one small town to another, it was a game changer. We'd pile too many people into my too small Chevette and we'd hit the open road for exactly 14 and a half minutes. The boys were cuter, the girls were cooler, and it didn't matter that the heat didn't work in my car. In the winter, we'd bundle up in extra layers and make the trek as often as we could. On Friday nights, we'd go roller skating at the arena. You didn't even have to ask who was going because it was everyone. Even though you'd just spent the whole week with the exact same people, walking to and from school, being in the same classes, there was something different and exciting about showing up to that community center at 7 o'clock on Friday night. New outfits chosen specifically for a night out on the small town, the hope of being asked for a slow skate, and the much-coveted snack bar that offered slushies and cotton candy and super salty popcorn. I was allowed to walk and get pizza or ice cream right after and had to be home by 10. Those three hours of unattended bliss were the best. There's an army base in my hometown. Young men and women would arrive frequently and have to acclimate to the ways of our life. Stores closed at 6 and not open on Sunday. It wasn't unusual to see army tanks and trucks driving through a very quiet main street as the sun set. It became a familiar part of the backdrop and everyone worked together to accommodate new residents. If someone in town needed anyone for just about anything, they always knew exactly who to call, and they were just that, a phone call away. I remember one time when my parents were away, I couldn't light the barbecue. Easy fix, neighbor across the street. My bike got a flat tire once when I was down below the hill. Simple fix, my dad's friend was driving by. And one time I was short on money at the beach snack bar. One of the customers from the restaurant I worked at was quick to step in and help me cash out. When my dad got sick, everyone in town knew. One day when I was at football practice, yes, I was the team's water girl, my mom showed up on the other side of the field and called me over. She told me that our dog was at the vet and we had to go see him right away. I quickly got into the car without telling anyone and I must have looked distraught because later that night people were calling the house to ask about dad. Everyone assumed that my mom's unexpected arrival and my sudden departure meant something had happened to him, not my dog. That's the thing about small towns. Even if it's not always correct, word travels fast. For the longest time after I left home, whenever someone would ask me where I was from, I always told them a small town by Blue Mountain. If I was pressed, I would sometimes say, you probably don't know it. And then when we finally got around to it, they did in fact almost always know it. So I've stopped doing that. Now I answer quickly and confidently, and without a doubt, they either know someone who lives there, played hockey there, or at the very least have passed through. Living in a small town is an incredible thing. The only word that comes close to describing it is special. The parades are small and mighty. The town council is loyal and dedicated. The streets are clean and the pride that townspeople have is second to none. I learned so many life skills just by virtue of living where I did. How to be a good citizen and neighbor. Always give a strong handshake and look people in the eye. No matter where you are, live in your community like everyone has a say and everyone matters. Even though we live in the city, I tell my girls to behave in a small-town way. I'm not sure I actually knew what I had until it was gone. I certainly appreciated my hometown while I was there, but I don't think I ever imagined that one day it wouldn't be mine. Isn't that always the way? 
losing something to realize just how much it means to you. My heart absolutely broke when I drove out of town that final day, the welcome to Meaford sign appearing smaller and smaller as I got further down the road. I wondered when I'd be back, to the place that shaped me, that taught me so many lessons, and made me who I am today, the place that I would forever call home. When I look back at my childhood, I always say to people it couldn't have been any better. It was picture perfect. Small town living. Everyone knows everyone. The neighborhood you grew up in had its own special uniqueness and group of neighborhood kids that you would see and play with all of the time. My hometown is ingrained in me forever. The feelings it brings up in me when I think back to growing up there or when I simply drive back home and gaze around at its beauty, it still amazes me to this day. The amazing thing about growing up in a small town, and whether you stay close friends with the same people you grew up with, it doesn't matter. Because no matter what, you know they are there for you in a way that is so special. And that those treasured years of where we all grew up will always be at the core of all of us. I know my small town played a big part in who I am today, and I will always treasure it for those reasons. I grew up in a small town, and when I look back, the memories I created in that small town, my face always just explodes into a smile. I mean, the community, the friends, the shenanigans, leaving your house for the whole day just to adventure, to explore, to create. It was pure freedom growing up in that small town, but it did come to a point where I kind of wanted more. I wanted to meet new people. I wanted to learn. So I headed down to uh, the Big Smoke. There's so many great things about the city, but after about 13 years, I could feel this small town just whispering in my ear, like beckoning me back. And about a year ago, I kind of gave in. I made a move up to a little small town on Georgian Bay and I couldn't be happier. I think if I look at the main things I love about a small town and what kind of pulled me back, it's for sure the community, knowing my neighbors by their first and last name, knowing the sweet lady at the coffee shop that serves me coffee every day, walking down the street and having people smile at you and ask you how you're doing. It's those little things and that I missed and I didn't really find in the city, but I found again in the small town. And when I come over the hill and I see that small town in the distance, I feel truly at peace and it feels like home and it's where I feel most free in every essence of the, the word. Canada is built up of small towns and, and people know what the magic is with them. And I think as humans, we need community. And that's what a small town brings. It really hits our heart. I'm never gonna take my small town for granted. I am technically not from a small town, but I married a boy from a small town. But his small town is strangely the place that I call home, even though it's only mine through marriage. Over the last decade, I've treated that place in the way you treat any small town you live in. I say hi to the people at the grocery store, make friends with bank tellers, shop at the local consignment stores. And despite not living there, my husband always laughs that I know way more people than him and always have a finger on the pulse of what's going on. I should also mention that I married into a big family, like a really big one. So the last name was not unique, but my first name was. For almost 10 years, I confidently knew that I was the only person with this name in all of the town, and actually upon Googling, maybe the entire planet, or so I thought. My husband and I have a dog, and we've been pretty vocal that that is the way our family unit will remain. You can only imagine the surprise of one of our closest friends when she was told by her coworker that someone with my exact name phoned earlier that week to inquire about daycare for her unborn baby. The rumor mill had gone crazy. My jaw dropped as I thought of the horror of all the people we loved, including my in-laws, upon hearing this very important but very incorrect news from a third-party source. 
As it turned out, a very distant cousin of my husband had married another person with the same first name as me and now bore the same last name. And we also happened to be the very same age. So while I don't live in a small town, I have been caught up in a case of mistaken identity in one. And to be honest, it made it feel even more like home. I went to university in London and so had a bigger city experience, but always knew that my heart was drawn to a small town. The year I graduated from Teachers College, I applied literally everywhere. And at the time, you don't hear back from every place, but I did hear back from a school located in Meaford, Ontario. I'll never forget driving there and seeing the beautiful water coming up over the hill. It was just gorgeous community. I felt safe and happy to be there, even during the application, my interview process. When I walked in, the principal was there smoking a pipe with his feet on the desk and uh, told me to go for a drive while he and the team, interview team, thought about my interview, called me back shortly after, and was pleased to tell me that I was successful in getting the teaching job. It was a beautiful community, although I must admit I was fairly lonely when I first got there. I needed to take every opportunity I could to meet people and make some friends. As a first-year teacher, everybody's eyes seems to be on you in a small community. I can remember having to go to the laundromat, having to go to, not having to, but choosing to go to the liquor store. And to me, it seemed like people were watching my every move. But I quickly did make connections. I started dating a local well-known guy there in the community. His family was well-known. They had a, a wonderful local convenience store. With that and me doing all my best to get involved in the school community... I was able to make some great connections and that's what small towns do for people and those friendships still live today. Nothing better than uh, living, working, playing in a small town. I've been so fortunate to experience that. Having grown up in Meaford, it was pretty idyllic. Small, safe, simple, but like many, distant shores beckoned and it was off to Toronto where I developed a taste for the city lights. My wife joined me in TO and we spent about 25 great years there. We were tourists in our own city and did and enjoyed everything the Big Smoke had to offer. Fast forward and a new opportunity a couple of years ago and it was back to Meaford. The old adage states, you can't go home again, but we were determined to test the theory. For those people that have never lived in a small town, the difference in lifestyle is striking. It's a slower pace and most people nod and say hi on the street, even if they don't know you. We had the luxury of still having many friends and family in the area and it was an easy transition. I've become much more involved in community volunteer groups than I did in the city, and our social circle has grown since we've moved back, and we have more contact with our friends and granddaughters than we ever would have in the city. However, I do see the town through a different lens than the nostalgic one that I aspire to. We do miss the ability to take in a late-night event of almost any variety or the endless choices of brilliant restaurants. Don't get me wrong, there are plenty of good choices here, but they do tend to roll up the sidewalks at night. I had about a half hour commute to work and many of the events we used to attend were expensive, as was the parking. It now takes me about three minutes to get to work. Events are a fraction of the cost, parking is free, and the venues are so small, every seat is amazing. Like most things in life, there is no perfect answer. But as John Mellencamp said, I was born in a small town, gonna die in this small town, and that's probably where they'll bury me. I grew up on a farm in a small town in Ontario. It was the kind of place where we could sell sweet corn from our farm and just trust people to leave the money if we weren't home. As a young girl, I learned how to drive a tractor, mow a big lawn, and just generally help out. Growing up a farmer's daughter, I learned that just about anything could be fixed, 
with the right tools and some patience. We spent a lot of time with family when I was growing up. Sometimes we would take a snowmobile with a caboose to go for a weekend visit. We had a lot of space to be free, ride bikes, motorcycles, and snowmobiles. I have kids of my own now, and one of their favorite memories is riding a go-kart around my parents' farm. I still don't know the street names of my town. We used town landmarks and friends' houses to get where we were going. And speaking of friends, one of the best parts of growing up in a small community was the wide range of forever friends that I met. A small town has a special way of unifying people forever. I left my small town at 18, excited to move to university in a bigger city. I felt confident to move away and explore because I knew I had a place that I could always return to that would welcome me home. When I was young, there were times that I resented living in a small town. Everyone knows everyone else's business and gossip travels at the speed of light. Sometimes I felt like the town limits were closing in on me. Going into public was like going to the courthouse to receive judgment. I couldn't wait to get out. Then I went to university in the city and I traveled. I learned that my small town was my safe haven and my family. It might seem cliche, but I married my high school boyfriend. We bought a house in our hometown and I teach at the elementary school in which I attended. We have a daughter and a son, now 18 and 15, who attended the same elementary school as I did in the same high school where my husband and I met. Raising our children here was one of the best decisions we ever made. Our town is near Beautiful Bay and there's abundance of nature and space all around us. Our children have grown up spending time outdoors, being in and on the water, and have learned to appreciate and respect their environment. Teaching in this community has brought me even closer to the people that live here. I taught the children of my friends and the peers and close friends of my own kids. It has helped me and others from the town to have a deeper understanding of the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. The thing that you learn about living in a small town is that when everyone knows your business, they're also here to pick you up when you fall. The roots run deeper than you can imagine. We celebrate successes like marriages, children, graduations, and we support each other in the face of obstacles like divorce, illness, and loss of loved ones. We're all connected, and the connection's never lost, even with time and space. If you are from our small town, then you will always be part of our town and community. I'm still fairly passionate about traveling and exploring the world, but I love the feeling of returning home. The town limits that I once felt were closing in now feel like security walls. The people who know my business are my support system, who are always there when I need them. This is my small town. This is my community. This is my family. This is a tip, actually. Put your finger on a map and look for the most nearby small town. Now, get in your car and go visit. But pack some snacks first. Taking a drive and visiting small towns is one of my favorite things to do. The shops, the food, and learning the history can be such a delight. And there is almost always a hidden treasure somewhere in the town. Whether it's a specific small business that offers something new and different, or it's a point of interest that you never would have known about without stopping by, it's worth the drive. Supporting the economy of a small town is so important too. Some of these places are starting to have trouble sustaining themselves, so when they have to close down, we're not only losing the charm and joy that they have to offer, we're also losing schools and hospitals for the small and surrounding communities that are so necessary. So, where will you go next? Obviously, I love this week's stories. I could relate to every single one, and I'll never not be into hearing a tale about small town living. Thank you to Sylvia, Jesse, Angie, Robert, Cindy, Shonda, and one of my favorite high school teachers, Lori, always Miss Goodall to me, for sharing their stories and their love of small towns. In my life, I've heard hilarious, heartwarming, heartbreaking, sad, and beautiful stories, and I want to hear more of them, and I want to talk about them. If you have an idea for an episode or know someone who would be a great guest, let me know. You can send your stories and ideas and just general good words to thisisitactually at gmail.com. 
And you can also see stuff and follow along on Instagram at this is it actually and Twitter at this is it actual. The title was too long for them. Message me cool stuff, but not dumb or rude stuff, because obviously, thanks for listening. Now go say something nice to someone. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat, because this is it.